I made a very messy picture. I'd been feeling sad one day, and I just made this very messy picture. And someone looked at it and said, my, what a lovely picture. And I thought, no, it's not a lovely picture. I don't mean it to be lovely. It's not lovely at all. That's what I thought. Hey there, Recovery Nation, producer John here. And that was the voice, of course, of my hero, Mr. Fred Rogers. This week, as we work on putting together our next episode, an interview with comedian and author Amy Dresner, Ted and I thought it would be nice to share a message about feelings. Of course, you can express any feeling with art. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing about it. With play clay, with paint, with finger paints. It's one of the best things about it. You know, the things that we do surely say a lot about how we're feeling, don't they? I know that's true with me. I think that for me, a big thing was realizing that I could tolerate my feelings. Like, I didn't have to run away from my feelings. You could tolerate your feelings like a normal person. And yes, they're big. And yes, they're painful. And you can get through them without picking up. And realizing that, you know, the urge will come and you still don't have to get loaded. Like, the urge is going to come and you can wait 20 minutes and it passes whether you use or not. But if you use, then you open up that vortex and then you're on a bender and it's a nightmare. You know, Um, that was a big thing was just also just re sort of assigning myself an identity of of I'm not broken. I thought it was eternally broken. And um, I mean, I'm not a big one for anonymity. And it's like I am in 12 step program. I'm in AA, and it's like. You know, I really, the steps really helped me more than therapy. I got to see myself and who I really was. And um, uh, I changed. I changed a lot of characteristics that were, you know, when you change yourself, everything changes. So I had felt trapped by myself and my life. And then when I did some, uh, some, some program work and sort of really worked on behaving differently, you know, fake it till you make it. And realizing also that, like, you know, I was waiting for the feelings to change before I took action. And that's the wrong way around. You take the action and that changes the feeling. Oh, that is so, so profound. The more I think about that, I mean, just that just totally, like, resonated with me. I'm like, yeah. I, I hear so many people, you know, say that one more time because I think, yeah. like, that is so important. Like, it's so simple, but yet it's it's so deep and so... You can be so successful. It's so hard for addicts because we're so pulled around by our emotions and our emotions. And we, we think we are our emotions and our emotions are true and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, so I was waiting for my feelings to change before I took the action. Waiting for your feelings to to change. Yeah. Before you take the action. Before I took the action. You know what I mean? I didn't feel ready. I didn't whatever. And it's like, you will wait forever. You take the action 
and that changes your feeling. Oh. And that's the way the brain works. You can change your feelings through action. And it's like, you know, that's, that was a huge thing. I mean, you know, my father used to say to me, this, what did he say? Uh, stability doesn't create discipline. Discipline creates stability. And that's the same idea of like me waiting to feel okay to do anything. And it's like, it's the doing of things and having a routine and having a structured life and making yourself go to the gym and go to meetings and do your job and write or whatever that creates the feeling of self-esteem and stability. That was a clip from Ted's interview with Amy Dresner. I think my favorite thing Amy said was, when you change yourself, everything changes. You have to live with your body every day. It's your actions and your feelings that build your experience, so when you make a change, it has an impact on that experience, positive or negative. I can't overstate how much I relate to Amy in that clip. I think we all can. She mentioned feeling trapped in her body, waiting for those negative feelings to go away waiting for something to change. Not too long ago, I too felt trapped. I'd been at a startup for around five years, working my way up to a position with a great deal of responsibility. The job made me feel important. I was proud of it, but I overlooked for far too long that I was overworked. And a lot of that was my fault. Many people choose the startup world because they're optimistic. It's the promise of helping build a business that skyrockets into the next big thing. I truly believed in the product and still do, but the bottom line is that I had an unhealthy relationship with work. I was always working, and I used it as an excuse for all sorts of bad decisions. I ate poorly, I drank too often, I missed out on chances to be with friends and family. I felt trapped. I would constantly feel like there was nothing I could do. Maybe if I just worked harder, or did I need to work smarter? Someday, maybe these incessant, anxious feelings would just go away. One day, I found myself standing in the grocery store, just standing there. Something was wrong. It was difficult to move. It felt like it took all of my energy just to make it through the store. And when I did, I found myself unable to make eye contact with the cashier. I didn't feel like me in that moment. I didn't feel human anymore. Sitting in the car, I remembered something my grandma had told me a few weeks earlier. During a visit, I told her about my situation and she said, who gives a damn about the money if you're dead? Quitting that job was one of the most difficult things I have ever had to do. It's tough to step away from something when you've put so much of your life and energy into it. You take the action and that changes the feeling. Boy, do I wish somebody had told me that a few years ago. The feelings didn't change immediately, but that came in time. What did change immediately were my actions. I stopped eating out and started exercising daily. I religiously tracked everything I put into my body, and I forced myself to leave the apartment to socialize. I needed to feel like a person again. With more time on my hands, I finally committed to taking care of myself, and it paid off big time. It's a little embarrassing to admit just how bad things were, but in the end, it's my experience I have to live with. In the 10 months after deciding to change my actions, I lost 100 pounds. And more importantly, I felt free again. What I learned from this experience seems obvious now, but my feelings weren't trapping me. They were warning me. 
there are lots of ways of saying and showing how you feel. Ways that don't hurt you or anybody else. In fact, it's a real art to use clay or paint or music or dance or whatever's comfortable for you to show who you are and how you feel in really healthy ways. When you can do that, it gives you a very good feeling. Hey there, Recovery Nation. Producer John here again. We'll leave you now with one more preview of the full interview with Amy Dresner, this time a reading from her book. Thanks for listening. Four cops come barreling around the corner of the hallway. I freeze. The female officer among them approaches me and asks clinically for my version of the night's events. He need me in the ribs, I begin, trying to sound innocent, but my already deep voice is thick with anger and opioids, not the best quality for a wannabe damsel in distress. Also, I don't feel very high, and I'm pissed about it. The officer isn't really listening, and it's soon obvious to me that it doesn't matter what I say, I'm going to jail. I turn my head and see the other three officers down the hall talking with my husband. They are taking pictures of his neck and hands and writing things down. He holds up the knife I pulled. It's a large bread knife with a serrated blade and snubbed point. Whatever. It wouldn't have done the job anyway. Moments later, I am handcuffed. The handcuffs are tight and cold around my wrists. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against... Yeah, yeah, Law & Order's my favorite show. I know the fucking drill, I say. The Valium is starting to kick in, and it's making me mouthy. I'm put in the back of a cop car. The seat is hard plastic. They make them like that for easy cleanup in case arrestees puke, bleed, or shit themselves. I've never been in the back of a cop car. My bony ass is chafing on the rigid seat. My hands are cuffed so tightly that I can't lean back, so I'm pitched forward. I stare into the glass divider, and then I start crying hysterically. <laughs>